safety in the backfield. They got a big man back there. Gets it. Dives for the end zone. And they stuff the big man short of the goal line. That's Jordan Davis. <laughs> yeah. Davis at 6'6", 340. They tried to get a big man to score on senior day. Give, give the dog a bone. Give the big man his due. Jordan couldn't quite get over, but I think he may get one more shot at it on senior day. The modern-day refrigerator. <laughs> Again, Davis. This time he's in for the touchdown. How about that? There's not much Jordan Davis hasn't done in his career at Georgia. Why not get the big man in the end zone? I'm never going to be adverse to giving the big man a, a touchdown. Big man touchdown, you got to love it. Way to go in there and make it happen. And that offensive line loves it as much. As much as they block him and know how tough he is to defend against, they say, hey, big man, get in the zone. Big man, get over with the left-hand touchdown. I love it. seeking their 14th conference title, which would be the second most of any team in SEC history. Feels different to be a dog, right? Guess what? We ain't done yet. Let's go. It's what you do on Monday, on Tuesday, and on Wednesday. You fight for each other. You do something special for each other. You've got an opportunity to be a champion and to win a championship. Take advantage of it. No regrets. What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Here with Tom, one of the old Georgia boys, most yeah. loyal listeners. Indeed. It's good to have you here, sir. Excellent. Great <laughs> to have you guys back. In the pod world, you're a legend. That's right, that's right. Of, uh, of all the podcasts done by your friends, yes. where does the old Georgia boys rank? Top seven. <laughs> Got to be honest with you. <laughs> Top seven. <laughs> uh, hey, three we're making friends. it in single digits. I think yes. that's pretty good. I think that's going to be amazing. One of these days. Well, let's see how this one plays out. Right. It's already better because I'm featured. No doubt. Way. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. You'll be on there that automatically bump maybe top five. Oh, yeah. It'll be unbelievable. Look out Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's Here right. Look out Joe Rogan. Right, right. So have you had fun here today? Amazing day. Unbelievably perfect. I haven't tailgated in style like this in years. That's terrible. So Beautiful had... day, perfect weather, incredible food, great friends, dogs win. Dogs win and stop Missouri from scoring a touchdown. Yes, that was awesome. That was really the only drama of the day. It was, was the whether only they drama were of the day. But the, stand, the fans were into every single play, and especially every play on defense. They were glued yeah. to everything we were doing on offense. JT struggled a bit. Knocking the rust off. Yeah, I think it's knocking the rust off a bit. I'm wondering whether or not he's truly 100%, but it's good to have him back, and it's good to have him back as an option. I think we'll need him next week. I think next week's going to be tough versus Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's what not bad. Think? They're not bad. And we're playing at their place. So we're playing at their place. The fans are going to be into it. Always a tough environment to play in. Nobody to fake it to for Bennett, so he's going to run with it. Stetson Bennett. Whoa. Touchdown, Georgia. What a play. Nine-yard touchdown run by Stetson Bennett. Their but offense is legit. It is legit, and they've been able to do a lot with less talent this year and all the guys that left after mm. Bruce's departure, of course. But I tell you, our coaching staff, it's, it's next level. And I, 
you watch a game like that where we struggled at the very beginning of the game, and in the Mark Rick era, who was on it today, which was spectacular. In the Mark that Rick era, really what you saw often was a Georgia Bulldog team that was struggling on all three aspects of the game, and you didn't know who was going to show up and how it was going to turn out. Right. Now it's a matter of realizing it's a bit of experimentation versus the other team. Yeah. that they are indeed thinking through and they have a well-calculated plan, and it's so much fun to watch. Yes, it is. I just feel like we're on a different level than anybody we play. Level. Which is, we've never exactly been there before. Right. We've never been there before. It feels yeah. so good to be in it this does. space. It does. This is, this is, we're, we're in rarefied the, air. Exactly, rarefied air. We're in the sweets, baby. Yeah. There's no stopping <laughs> us now. But it feels good. I think we've, we've got to stay focused. Well, I loved what Smart had said this week during the Braves World Series when the official rankings came out, he said, you need to be watching the other game, meaning watch the baseball yeah, game. So we'll lead off it now, two-out walk, and the batter will be Solaire. There they go, pitch on the way. He attacks and smokes one to deep left. This one's going supersonic. That is out of the ballpark. Whoa! Over the train tracks, it's 3-0 Atlanta. And Jorge Solaire lands the first punch here on the top of the third inning. Alta de la tercera, Liso García para enfrentar a Soler. Lanzamiento al Pentágono, batazo de Soler, profundo por el izquierdo, la pelota. Fuera del estadio. Braves. Don't worry about this thing, as he said. That. We've done it seven times, and only once has that team won a national championship. Right. we got to focus eyes on the prize, which I love. It's the type of coach he is, and he knows it's a special season. You can see in, in the interviews, especially recently, the way he feels about these guys. It's so different from from the entire feeling of, of previous seasons. Yes. Great stuff. So what do you uh, what do you think? Is this the year? This is the year. Yeah. I feel good about it. I, even that Alabama game. I mean, I, I feel like when when Texas A&M was able to beat them and when the cherry was broken associated with Saban's ex-coaches who beat yeah. them, yeah. that things began to change. A one-loss Alabama game, a team going in there, means we don't have to play them twice. We can beat them off, beat That's them right. in the SEC championship, right. which changes everything. Trying to get through Alabama twice, there was no way we were going to win at all. That's right. Although that still may be a scenario. It still may be a scenario, but I'll tell you, I think a shitload of people, excuse my language, but a lot of people in this country would raise hell if indeed Alabama was able to get in with two losses. Well, I think if we beat them in the SEC championship, they're out. They're but out. They, they could beat us. They could beat us. And then, and they're in. obviously, they're in. Well, what happens And we'll to be us? in, too. Yeah, we'll be in, too, at and one and four, and then we play a second time again, which is what I don't want. Right. Nobody <laughs> wants that. But I prefer the scenario where we go ahead and knock them off yeah. and focus knock on Knock them out them. once, and we don't have to deal with them again. On what's so next. All right, man. Good, Good stuff. To you. Appreciate it. Okay. We're at the tailgate. Okay, we're going to interview Graham first. Graham, of all the podcasts done by your friends, where does the old Georgia boys rank? Solid number four. Number four. Um, that's only because you don't talk about fashion as much as I would like. But I feel like you're going to get there. I agree. We'll definitely add a fashion segment. Um, I've been thinking about doing that. Yes, you are toyed like a tiger. 
know you don't want to jinx it. Is this the year? This could be the year. And the reason I say that is because the Braves just won uh -huh. and got rid of the curse. Yep. Yeah, Braves. Dansby flew out to left, hit the ball pretty deep. Dansby a rope to deep left field. That one's rising. Kiss it goodbye. A two-run bomb by Dansby. And it's 5-0 Atlanta on the strength of two tape measure shots. One from Jorge, one from Dansby. And those are the two men who hit the big home runs the other night. Second home run of this World Series, and there was nothing cheap about it. He went to the fastball, and Dansby, we know, can hit a fastball. Just got rid of the curse, so to prove that I don't think it's a jinx, we already booked hotel rooms in Miami, uh, nice. Dallas, and Indianapolis. So I would never have done that before because of the jinx factor. I'm thinking this might be the year. I know. Believe it? But you're still not washing your game day underwear until like they went. Right. Yeah. I won't wash my <laughs> pants until then. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, this is the old Georgia boys regular season wrap up show. Played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games since the last time we did a podcast. <laughs> um, it just feels like they were all so similar. There wasn't a whole lot to podcast about. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? Like every, every game was very similar. Like you just said, it, the first quarter maybe of, of most of the you know what we call big games were a little iffy, tight tight game and then all of a sudden you look up i can't i probably said this 10 times during the season you look up and we're ahead 21 to 7 or 21 to 3 and then the second half we just run the ball the whole time basically grind the clock out we end up winning by you know 25 30 points and it seemed like every game was just like that it was a good blueprint it wasn't very exciting yeah. <laughs> but i would almost take 12 games like that well, I guess the Clemson game was pretty nail-biting, but other than that, it's been pretty similar, you know, after last week's Iron Bowl. I just assume not have any games like that. Right. Yeah. That is just that just perfectly wraps up Bama. Like they can't lose. They they just know how to win even when it seems like they're not going to. Yeah. When they have 20 seconds left in the game and somehow they drive 97 yards for a touchdown. They hadn't driven 97 yards the whole game combined. And yeah. Then, and you could just Feel it happen. They hadn't done it yet, and yet it was a guarantee. It was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there was a lady at the Tech game. She and her daughter came in, and they sat down, and she said her husband was development director at Tech. And she says, we're really just kind of excited about to see what we've been hearing about all year with Georgia. And I said, well, you're not going to see anything too impressive. You're going to look up at the scoreboard at halftime. It's going to be 17 to nothing. And you're going to feel somebody's knee on your throat. And it's pretty much the way it goes. And when the game's over, you, you won't have scored any points. That's <laughs> kind of what happened. So, yep. Tip it was, what, 27 to nothing at halftime. But yeah, that's uh, it's been a great blueprint, but it's been so boring. Like, I didn't know that they changed the rules of overtime. So, where it goes to the two point plays, that is nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, how did you feel about? I don't, I don't like that personally, but you know, it kind of to come down to like you know, it was just one play. It's almost like a penalty kick shootout. Once you get past the second overtime, because then you, you know each team just gets one play from the from the three yard line. It mm -hmm. just kind of makes it 
makes it almost like a shootout in soccer, but I, I don't particularly like it, but it was, I mean, it was definitely exciting on the edge of your seat the whole time. So you get two regular overtimes and then it goes to shootout style. Yeah. Man. With the second overtime being requirement that you go for two. I don't remember when it was, but I was home for the Penn State Iowa game. That's the one that went to eight, I think. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it was Last it was year. a lot like a shootout. No, it was this year. This oh, year, this Penn State, year? Illinois. Penn State, Illinois. Was it yeah. Illinois? It was Illinois. Okay. And yeah, and neither one of them could ever make the two points. It was pretty funny <laughs> to watch when it's not you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember thinking I don't ever want to be involved in that. Well, no. that that's actually how I figured out how they changed the rules because I I didn't know they had changed the rule. And all I all I heard that the longest game ever just happened, you know, Penn State, Illinois, they just went to nine overtimes. And I was expecting the score to be like 120 to 110. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up the score and it was like 22 to 20. I was like, <laughs> how, how did they go nine overtimes and only get 22 points? It's impossible. That means they had to stop each other you know, every, every time. time. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize the rule had changed. So like half the time they were only getting two points. Yeah, that's uh, that's brutal, man. You know, it's like when the the road team, you know, scores the touchdown at the end of the game, and they decide to go for two, to either win or lose. That's really what it's like every overtime. We're either gonna win or lose on this play. Which yeah, is, man. I, 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 I definitely don't want want any of our games to come down to that because that was nerve wracking. Uh, I love the fact. I, I would love to keep complaining about how boring it is to win thirty five to three. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, just looking back at some of the games, like when we played Arkansas, you know, that was going to be the big game was Arkansas just had, you know, risen up. They were awesome. They were ranked number eight when they played us. And that was one of my favorite, you know, home games because Kirby challenged everybody, challenged the fans to be elite, you remember? And so everybody was there by noon, and it was, I mean, it was rocking in there. The guys were making their picks on college game day, and they were, you know, you could see the crowd in the background, and they were just so so loud. It was it was awesome. I like Stetson Bennett. I think he's, he can manage an offense, but this defense is one of the best. It's like college football version of the 85 Bears right now. So I got to go with the Georgia Bulldogs. I like it, Desmond. They just played the battle hymn here. Uh, this crowd is rocking for a new game. I think we're ready to go, and Kirby said this team needs to be elite, and this is a game they have to win, so I'm going with the dogs. Stetson Bennett's going to start at quarterback. Great to see you, Harris. Good luck to the dogs. Harris English from the Ryder Cup champions, four-time winner on tour. Get the picture now. The stadium is going to be worse than bonkers. Fowler's going to get ready for Georgia and Arkansas. They're like, man, it's 11.45 in the morning, and there's 95,000 people in here screaming their heads off, so it's pretty cool. But once again, that was another boring game. Yeah. It was like 24 well, nothing in the second quarter. Arkansas's first offensive series of that game was, was you're right, it was probably one of the best moments of the season when they had the two the two false starts. First play, Taylor Burks, they'll find receivers in the backfield to the right of Jefferson. Two back, look. They're right in front of the student section. This place is juiced up. All-star offense, number 78. They had not experienced this. It was a rowdy environment at AT&T Stadium, but they had half the place with their fans when they beat AM. This is totally new for them. First time this, this offense has had to deal with it. Sam Pittman, he coached here. He said all week that he knew what they were going into. Got to weather the storm early. Giving up a touchdown, a false start on the first play. This is not the, the start he had hoped for. 
And another false start. Oh, my goodness. He couldn't draw it up any worse for the Razorbacks on the road here. Yeah, that's Brady Latham, the left guard. And, and I thought I read his lips, like, saying timeout. Maybe they were going to regroup. What was their technique for dealing with this? All this fun was it a practice that week? Did they practice? They deal, deal with the clock like most people do. But, man, you're in the loudest part of this stadium right now. And when you make a couple of mistakes like that, you just let it fuse. You just let the students know that they're in charge down there. And, I mean, the crowd just got exponentially louder every time. So awesome. Yeah, that was really good. Um, and then uh, the Auburn game, I mean, that was so boring. I, I had completely forgotten about that game. I had to pull up the highlights to say, what? I don't even remember that game. Same, They drove down and scored. I think they were getting pretty rowdy, and then they stopped us, and then they were driving again, and uh, we stopped them on fourth down in the end zone. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that play. They, they went for it on fourth down. Like, they had, they were going to kick a field goal. We jumped off sides and gave them a first down. That's probably the worst mistake our defense has made all year. And then they ended up going for it on fourth down and didn't get it. So, not only did they not get that field goal, but they didn't get anything. So, it was great. It turned out great. You know, kind of. then we scored two touchdowns. We had that long pass to McConkie. They, ended, they did end up scoring a touchdown. That was the first touchdown we'd given up, I think. Other than that, pretty boring. Another 34 to yeah. 10. I'm like you. I didn't remember a single thing about that game until you said the touchdown to McConkie. That's all I got. After Georgia, and especially Stetson Bennett was slinging it all over the field prior. He will go to the air to start this one and dial up the deep ball. McConkie is open and McConkie is gone. Touchdown, Georgia. The mailman delivers. The footwork on the route was just absolutely textbook. He set up a little corner weave and then got across him. Absolutely a beautiful run. I remember that game for um, Tr Trayvon Walker had, his, I thought, most impressive game of the season. He harassed Bo Nix. He was chasing him all over the backfield. I mean, he must, he's our fastest defensive lineman, and he was having a field day. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, we harassed Bo that day pretty good. Oh, yeah, the fourth quarter. Sorry. They, we got the ball with like 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter, drove for five minutes and scored a touchdown. Then they went three and out. We got the ball and then drove another – basically ended the game. So, two drives just ran the whole fourth quarter out. <laughs> so was... And I don't think we threw one time. We just ran. We were getting like five yards of carry and just getting a first down every time and just running the clock, running the clock, and they just never got the ball the whole fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. That was good stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. And then after that, we played Kentucky. They were the, you know, the hot team, number 11. Just crushed them too. I, th I thought they played – of all the teams that played us, I thought they played us the best because they had they they just had really good play calling to me. They were creative. They they kept the ball forever. I think they had like a 16 play drive or something like that. I don't know. I was just impressed with Kentucky, which I, I was disappointed that they lost like the next two weeks. You know, the next two games they lost because everybody says when they play us, we break them. You know, they got <laughs> broke by Georgia, so they couldn't win anymore. But I must break you. Yeah, that was another one of those games where it was kind of tight in the beginning and you thought, wow, we might, you know, we might struggle. I think at halftime we were up 14-7 and then by the end of the third quarter it was 28-7 or something like that where it's just like we, we came out after halftime dominating and you look up and we're winning by three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But you thought but, but you thought the game felt tight and, and they did. They their, their offensive line and defensive line probably gave us the toughest – test that I've seen 
all year at the line of scrimmage, but you know, again, <laughs> you look up and we're we're winning by three touchdowns, and the game's pretty much over. Correct me on this uh, if I'm wrong, but they scored a, a last. They didn't they call a timeout so they could get in the end zone at the end. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I I think that was the closest margin of victory that we've had other than Clemson. So because I was I think we beat everybody else by 24 or more. And did we beat Kentucky by 17? Yes, yeah, 30 to 13. Good on you, Kentucky. But, yeah, they had a drive where they they called every play in the book, the throw it to the left, and the quarterback goes out for a pass. And they had a good game plan against us. Yeah, they did. I remember Steve was very animated at the end of that game when we got back to the tailgate. I hate Kentucky. Because they <laughs> called timeouts with 10 seconds left, right? I mean, it was like literally like the yeah, very end of the game. Like on the ground, I don't know this time by McLean either. I think Mark Stoops will take a timeout here. He might not have time. I think he will. With three seconds left. Kirby Smart says, get back out there. I know this play means a lot to some people. It's not so much to others. It's not meaningless. 22nd play of the drive. The short toss to Robinson, and he got in. Touchdown, Kentucky. Georgia defense was out there inciting the crowd, and they wanted to keep him out of the end zone. Extra point by Ruffalo. Is blocked! Nicobe Dean. Three, I yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah. Yeah, Kirby, Kirby shrugged that off after the game and said, you know, it was, it was his job to, to keep keep coaching him up. And I think he, he's going to put that in the memory bank for, uh, for later next year, maybe, uh, you know, if we have a chance to run it up on him. Yeah, I don't think it'll be close next year. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk a little bit about Florida. Obviously, their season just talk about a downward spiral. Man, <laughs> just crazy stuff. Couldn't happen to a better team, though. <laughs> or a better guy. Yeah. That was the most entertaining two minutes of the season. That's right. The end of that first half. the second quarter. Yeah, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Two minutes, we scored, what, three, three touchdowns? Three touchdowns in two minutes. Richardson runs all the way again. This time he gets a little re- room to breathe. Still going with no whistle, I guess. And the ball came out at the end. Georgia's got it. Nolan Smith. So with the new rule allowing the ball carry to be pushed forward, Georgia, I, I was going to say, they tried to tackle the ball and let Richard get too many yards, but they continued to tackle the ball and tackle the ball. The whistle did not blow. And he steals it at the end. He goes down. It's not going to be a touchdown. But is it George's ball? That's the question. I think it should be George's ball. Anthony Richardson was still going forward on the play. After further review, the ruling on the field of a fumble is confirmed. Recovered by the defense at the 11-yard line. James Cook with Bennett in the backfield. Gets the carry. James Cook gets the touchdown, Georgia. Boy, what a costly turnover. In one play, Georgia makes it pay. Georgia has three timeouts remaining. Delayed blitz by Nicobe Dean. And another interception. This one's Nolan Smith. Back-to-back huge plays for number four. Play fake. Bennett loads. Going deep to the end zone. Kiaris Jackson has got it. 36 yards in the corner of the end zone. Perfectly thrown ball, makes the catch. Does his shin come down? I think he does. That's a touchdown. To the Richardson. Uh oh. Oh, and it's intercepted by Nakomi Dean. Goodbye, Dean. Is gone. Touchdown, Georgia. Mechanical engineer major 
Just engineered a pick six. Well, you cannot throw the ball this late to the outside like that. Georgia's sitting in a zone defense. They just see it all the way. And their season was pretty much done. Dan Mullen has the most punchable face. I think we all decided <laughs> that. <laughs> so it's good that he's gone. But. Don't we play Sanford next year? I think so, yeah. Yeah, if they score 50 on us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I do. Yeah, I was getting my hair cut at the sports clips. That that game was on Florida Samford game from the from the beginning. So I was you know I'm in there 20 minutes, but I get to see basically the middle of the first quarter to the middle of the second quarter, and it was it was insane. Like they were they just scored at will. They just threw the guy dropped back. There's nobody. It's like a seven on seven drill, and this is the Samford guy. You know, and yeah. he just he just hit a guy over the middle, and he just run, and you'd never see a Florida defender on the screen. It was weird. I think it was forty-two thirty-five at half. Neither team punted or anything. It was just it was crazy. But that you definitely get fired if you give up forty-two points and a half to Division Two, four and four <laughs> Samford. And after the game, that guy's such a doofus. He's like, I mean, what's the big deal, you guys? We won. We, we beat Samford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won the game, guys. <laughs> it was like when we beat Georgia Southern that year. Yeah. And all the players were going crazy that they won. It was like, man, where are we in our program? Yeah, let's not celebrate a last-second victory over a Division two school. Yeah. It just shows how far we've come and how far Florida's dropped. I'm sorry. I remember saying when they were losing to Missouri, I'm not excited about this. This is not what I wanted. Yeah. I did not want them losing to Missouri because they're going to fire this man. <laughs> <laughs> I like him in place there. Yeah. It was like Gus Malzahn at Auburn. Please don't fire him. Please don't fire him. We love that guy. week that Stetson Bennett is leading the SEC in yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. He's like over 10, with, over 10 yards. Yeah, which, which, you know, you I think we probably all think of, or at least I do, think of Stetson as like the game manager and, you know, he's not the big play, doesn't have the big arm, and yet, you know, he's leading, leading the conference and throwing the ball down the field. So that's something that kind of stood out to me. But he's been playing great against Tech. He was, I mean, he was like a surgeon. Hit Bowers on that long touchdown. That was an awesome play. Only a three-man rush on second and ten. There's the slant to Brock Bowers. Look at the tight end go! An extra gear for the freshman. Touchdown. Wow. This is beautiful route running from a true freshman. Now when you get to the top, snap your head, pluck that football. Let's see some home run speed from the true freshman from Cali. Bowers is just, he's a pro tight end. Pro tight yeah. end playing college. It's great. Yeah, that guy's well, incredible. They'll go there. Bowers climbs the ladder. He's got another touchdown. A matchup nightmare. Watch the body control. Win at the line of scrimmage. Get your head back. Now body control. Gosh, that's good. And the peak down to get the right foot in. I can't. There's like seven things on that play that are so good. The win, look, watch them in peaks. Come on now. True freshman doing that. The awareness, the body control. There's a blogger that I read pretty much every day. If you guys don't know about this website, get the picture. This guy, he calls himself Senator Blutarski. And uh, <laughs> I've been reading this guy religiously. Most of his little posts are 
short. So he posted this article by Nicole Auerbach, who writes for The Athletic. And one of the quotes from the article is, the jury is still out on how good the Georgia offense can be. And he said, Georgia is third nationally in offensive yards per play and sixth nationally in scoring. What is your jury looking for? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You can't handle the truth. Feel good about where we are. It's been an awesome year. Had some awesome tailgates. And how'd you feel last week, Wes, when you just walked from the game to the condo downtown without a single thing in your hand? There's something to be said for that, too. I love doing the tailgate, but it, I also love just going to the game. That was awesome, too. Yeah. I just remember thinking, you didn't, you weren't even carrying, like, a drink or anything. I think you probably did that on purpose. I'm going to walk all the way back with not a single thing in my hands. And now, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. To me, it's a good idea to always carry two sacks of something when you walk around. That way, if anybody says, hey, can you give me a hand? You can say, sorry, got these sacks. You didn't have to load six crop tops, three easy ups, <laughs> ten tables. Nope. Beautiful. Pack the truck completely full and then still drag two coolers up the hill to the condo. <laughs> There's yeah. good things about, about both ways. That's the beauty of this season. Even the games that weren't a big deal, I still had a great time at. Yeah. Yeah, they were awesome. Obviously, since our last podcast, we had a huge, huge win in our town with the Braves winning the World Series. And the Atlanta Braves are one out away from winning the World Series here on the 2nd of November, 2021. 0-2 on the way. Chopper out to Dansby. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions! The Atlanta Braves have won the 2021 World Series in six games over the Houston Astros. Pure euphoria down on the field as they're bouncing all over the infield. And in the booth, celebration going on on the field. And folks, this is what dreams are made of. And for the 2021 Atlanta Braves, the dream has come true. They are world champions in 2021. And so to me, I think they might have broken the jinx. Brad Doherty told me uh, at the tailgate that each January, he sits down and he makes reservations for both playoff games and the national championship. <laughs> that's, that's genius. So, so actually, so actually, it's him that's been jinxing us all these years. That's right. He's been doing that, for, he's been doing that since 1980. Stop doing that, Brad. So Bama this weekend, what are we thinking? I mean, they sure look beatable if they ever have. Mm -hmm. They look beatable this year, but, I mean, they're Bama. Yep. I don't know if we can climb that mountain. On the SEC postgame uh, after the Iron Bowl, they, they are showing that Bama and Georgia have had four common opponents this year, and of those four opponents, we beat them all by more than 20 points, and they only beat one of those teams by more than 20 points, and the others were one-score games. You know, I, that doesn't necessarily tell you everything, but that does tell you that Georgia has outplayed Bama to this point, and we've got some common opponents to compare it to. Yeah, I think ours average score was 40-8 to eight 
and theirs was like 29 to 20. Like you said, they look beatable. Their offensive line does not look good. Their defense as a whole does not look good. But uh, Bryce Young, he's he's got to be the best quarterback in the nation. That guy's he's a pro quarterback, and he's got some awesome receivers. Whenever you got that, I think you got a chance. Well, Auburn gave us some good tape to look at because I mean Bryce Young is is incredible. But I mean they didn't they didn't score until ten minutes to go in the game, mm-hmm. and he was running for his life back there every time he dropped back to pass. So. You know, they've got weapons, but if, you know, with our defensive line, you know, if we can get pressure on them like Auburn did, and our, our defensive line is better than Auburn's, you know, we should be able to put some pressure on them and, and keep them from scoring a lot of points. It's definitely a different feeling than, I'd say, every other time we've ever played Alabama. Because <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I actually feel good about it and feel like we're the better team and we should win. Now, I don't know if that translates to a win, but it's definitely a different feeling going into the game. Yeah, I saw a headline today I could not believe. It was on AL.com. So it was all about Alabama sports. And the headline said, just how big is the gap between Georgia and Alabama? And <laughs> it was it was like, what am I reading here? <laughs> um, but, you know, and I'm not I'm not going to say what I think will happen in this game because it would everybody would get mad at me. But it, if you, you look at That's Georgia, why we're here. Well, if you look at Georgia though, in, past, in past in past seasons, what I tried to do, we would you know we would show up and we would play a team and we just kind of skate by and barely win. And you'd say, well, we just didn't play that well. And then the next game, we would kind of do the same thing. After about three or four of those, you gotta at some point face the fact that that's just who you are as a team. Mm-hmm. And then you're sitting there about to go into play LSU in 2019, or you're going in thinking. I see what they're doing to other teams, but maybe it'll be different this time. And it never is different. If that logic holds, I think if Alabama plays their best game of the year, you know, and we play our C game, then it's going to be a really tight game. But anything other than that scenario, I feel pretty good about the dogs. Tell us what you think is going to make us mad. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to give you my prediction on the game because <laughs> that'll be a total jinx. All right. I'm not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we all agree. This is the first time I think we all feel like we are the more talented team. It's arguable that we were in 17 and 18. I mean, they they were close, closer than I think we gave us credit for, but. I don't think you can doubt that Georgia is the most talented team in the country. That that doesn't mean you're going to win, but it sure gives you a good jumping off place. So we were watching the Ohio State Michigan game, leaving trying to get out of Tech the other day, and I, you know, Ohio State's going down. They're getting beat, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, I've never had this many good things happen in my life. Like, <laughs> should I should I buy a lottery ticket on the way home? I was like. <laughs> Well, the good the good thing is like we we really got the potential over the next three games to beat three of the most historic schools ever. We it it's, it could potentially work out where we play Alabama, Notre Dame, and Michigan, and if we win the national championship, we beat. I think those I think those are the three winningest programs of all time. Mm-hmm. And if we, if we beat all of them and win the national championship, it will really show you know our ascension to the the top, which would be pretty awesome. That'd be good by me. I would enjoy that. <laughs> it's going to cost us a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we do this like every five, every four or five years. So twenty, we've been saving up since twenty seventeen. Yeah. Now we go go blow all this money, and then 
you know, if we start doing this every year, we'll be like Alabama fans. We'll have to pick and choose whether we go to the playoff games or the SEC championship or yeah. just save it for the natty. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to be at that point. Yes. When you, you've arrived, when you're, nah, we're going to save it for the national championship game. <laughs> you know, I live up here in Clemson Central, and a couple of years ago, the national championship game was in San Francisco. Yeah, I remember that. And nobody went. Tickets were like 50 bucks. Wow. Clemson fans were just so used to going. They were like, ah, yeah. it's all the way out in San Francisco. That's we'll a long, wait for next year. It's a long way from South Carolina. If we get that spoiled or we don't go to national championship games, I don't really, yeah. I don't really see that scenario for any of us. Yeah, I can't see that either, but yeah. – all right. Well, we already got our reservations. Let's let's uh, make sure we use them. Good dogs. dogs. Enjoyed it. Good dogs. dogs. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Um, great opportunity for our football team. Really proud of uh, the job they've done this year um, to get this opportunity to play on one of the largest stages there is in college football. I know our players are excited about that. Uh, they put a lot of uh, intense hard work in this week as well as the entire season. And we tell them all the time, they've earned this opportunity. So embrace it, enjoy it. Um, it's one of the best uh, competitive um, environments there is in all of sports. So our guys are really excited about it, looking forward to it.